Hey everybody, I think Guy should take it. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up guys? Let's get into it. Tommy, what's our topic today? The uh, penalty shot in the Mighty Ducks 1, everything that goes into it, we've yeah. talked about it before, we're going to break it down. Yeah, we talked about it in the, our very first episode. We talked about it for a long time, kind of from Gordon's perspective. But right now, we're going to do a real deep dive into the penalty shot and everything that was going on, because there's a lot of moving parts there. First of all, we got to set it up here. So Charlie gets this breakaway, and Larson is obviously behind him, and he obviously hauls him down. Was Larson's strategy to give Charlie a penalty shot? I think it was poor form, first of all, on Larson. I mean, he should have just waited for Charlie to spaz out. Yeah, I guess the... You know, they, that's another that goes back. They didn't have a good scouting report. That's Spaz way. They know he's going to mess up. But does Larson know that and think, I want to put all the pressure on him with this penalty shot? Well, the thing is, clearly the rules are anyone in the ice can take it. Also, why is that the rule? Was that like an actual thing or is that just like what, are, something that they do? Are we going to get into that later in the episode? No, I was going to bring it up right away. So we might as well. Well, hold on. I do want to bring up the foul. He, like he puts his stick like in his like armpit, basically. Like he grabs right behind his elbow. It's like not even trying to like go for the legs or the puck. Just a terrible foul. Like if you're gonna foul someone, you know, do it right. Yeah, I mean, he hooked him down. He took him down. He did his job. So I mean, it was like terribly choreographed. Well, he did what he could. Like he what got do you mean the it job was done. Choreographed. <laughs> He got the job done, so... Do you mean maybe the filming angle was bad? Is that what you mean by that? <laughs> I don't have a problem with Larson's uh, quote-unquote choreography there. Because he got the job done. And I, I personally think it was intentional. Well, it was clearly intentional by the look of it. It's like he like makes sure to raise the stick up real slowly, hook it in, and then like slowly like start tugging. I think so he gave it like a up. double jab, too. Like, yeah. He just put a nice little hook on the arm. All right. As for your penalty shot and who could be the penalty, like who could take it, did some research on this one. Went to the USA Hockey Rule Book. You look at Rule 416, subsection B. Quote, in cases where a penalty shot that has been awarded where a specific player has been fouled, the referee shall designate the foul player to take the penalty shot. So it should have been Charlie's penalty shot no matter what. Even if, even if said penalty shot comes at the end of a game? Is there no... No. He was, he was the player fouled. So he... But there's no, like, there's no other part of a rule where if it's at the end of the game then anybody... No, there's no end of the game rule okay. or anything like that. Checking. No, fair enough, fair enough. Should point out that the ref or the, uh, the clock official puts it at 0.00, which would mean the... The period is over. There should be a second left on the clock. That's the second mistake. So, it was Charlie's penalty shot to begin with. But the refs obviously let everyone pick. And Gordon kind of goes and asks the team about it. So, he goes and they kind of pick Guy. And everyone kind of stays with Guy. Well... Everyone doesn't pick Guy. I mean, Connie is the ringleader, and and everyone follows suit because I think they all probably have a little crush on Connie. Plus, Connie's bigger than them in, at this point. Yeah, definitely. That's true. Now, Guy doesn't want to take it. Yeah, Connie says, and this is a direct quote, 
I think Guy should take it. And then Guy responds, me? Should I play the clip? You should play the clip. All right. clip. This is a, a quack attack first. Yeah, we're trying something new here. I want to play the clip. You're witnessing history. So make sure to give us feedback because uh, Mike had a lot of you know, time setting this up. Alright, now <laughs> No one, we don't have to live stream up so no one can see what we're Our doing. studio really isn't that big so it's, it's hard to maneuver our, our uh, elaborate soundboard. Yeah, we got a lot of moving parts so, you know, there's some reconfiguration going on behind the scenes that you guys don't see in the pod. But anyway, back to the clip. We should live stream this like Mike and Mike. We should. That'll be on the to-do list. But, gotta stay on the clip here. So, Connie's like, I think Guy should take it. And Guy goes, me? I like those <laughs> impressions. <laughs> Just like a slight raise in your inflection there for Connie. And then lower it a little bit for Guy. <laughs> Alright, enough about me and my impressions and my uh, producing ability. Let's stay on the topic. Guy goes, me? <laughs> and then... Gordon looks and goes, what about Charlie? Does he see that Guy kind of does not have the confidence there? Does he, that play a factor? I want to say that he had his mind made up before. Like, uh, like as soon as Charlie got like taken down and he said penalty shot, he has his mind making up, made up that Charlie is, uh, is taking this shot. Why? Because he's sleeping with his mom. <laughs> that probably might have played a little bit into it. But I had never really thought about him looking at Guy and seeing that, like, terrified look in his eyes. I just, I, I don't think that there ever was any point where he's going to say, Charlie, sit your ass down, Guy's taking the shot. Because he's banging Charlie's mom? or because oh, definitely. Are, is yeah. there a whole, like, we talked about this in the first episode, but there's a, is there a whole, like, bringing it full circle aspect? It's totally the full circle aspect. And, like, they talked about the penalty shot. I mean, the rest of the kids, they don't know about that. You know, Charlie knows. And so it, it, like, almost means more to Charlie that Gordon would, like, say, hey, this is, you know, your shot. All right. But, Kevin, do you also acknowledge that? Yeah, I, I definitely acknowledge okay. that. But, yeah, but... But you think I don't know primary if, factor? I don't know if... and And kind of this is one of those moments where you see Gordon as, like, you know, being a very compassionate, like, it doesn't matter if you if you make it or miss it, you know, you're still number one in my book, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's all because he's banging Charlie's mom. But I do agree with the full circle part. Like, he wants it to happen, but he also is, like, playing the good guy, you know. It's okay if you miss because he's banging Charlie's mom. Okay. All right. You mentioned the speech. I want to play the speech for the for the I'm fans. Sorry, did I jump the gun there? No, bad. no, that was a good that was a good uh, segue. So I'm gonna play the speech. What they call it in the biz? Yes, this biz, the podcast biz, podcast biz that we make a lot of money off of. We, yeah, it's like yeah, we quit our day jobs. <laughs> yeah, all we this is all we do. <laughs> all right, you can tell, can't you? Then we world. just spend a whole week writing this. This is like the funniest thing. Let him finish what he started. Coach, we have a chance to win. Damn straight we do. Come here. You practicing that triple D? Yeah. Then you're all set. 
may make it, you may not. But that doesn't matter, Charlie. What matters is that we're here. You look around. Whoever thought we'd make it this far? One, two, three, triple deke. Take your best shot. Believe in you, Charlie. Win or lose. Thanks, Coach. All right. So, a lot to uh, a lot to dissect there. So, first of all, I enjoyed the damn straight from Gordon Bombay. Yeah, a lot of. That's some lawyer talk. That's some, that's some uh, hard-edged PG Disney talk right there, you know, for the era. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's about as edgy as it gets. All right. Second of all, <laughs> I, I had no response to that. I just move Fair on. Enough. And I guess earlier when the, the kids are going through the dumpster and they find, like, all the – they weren't, like, Playboy. They are Sports Illustrated. They are like, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. So. Yeah, edgy. Very edgy. So, second – Going back to the speech, he kind of brings up winning and losing a lot. He's like, I believe in you, Charlie. Win or lose. You might make it, you might not. Is that the right strategy? Or should he just say, like, you're going to make this? Especially for a kid who was not that confident about the penalty shot going in. I didn't even think of that until you said that. Like, maybe he just should have just shut up. And just I think- been like, hey, Charlie, you got this, man. No, I don't think that – not for Charlie because he's Spazway. And I think if you say, Charlie, like, you got this. You're going to do this. You're going to do great. You got this, which is can be good pressure. for some kids. Yeah, because he's going to skate up there and he's going to be thinking about it like, oh, shit, what if I fuck up? And in the scene, he, like, skates around the puck, you know, a dozen times basically. And he doesn't need more th- – like, he's probably thinking about what Bombay said. And he doesn't need to be thinking – you know, he didn't even mention, if I, like, what if I miss? Like, is he going to hate me if I miss? And that's what he's going to be thinking about. I don't know. You don't. You don't think Charlie like sees right through that though, where he's like, he's not very sharp. Yeah, that's true. Bless your heart, Charlie. But I don't know. You don't think he just sees right through that? Like if he's like, oh, Bombay doesn't care. Obviously, he cares. Like he knows Bombay better than anybody else. Bombay telling him, oh, it doesn't matter if you make it or miss it. He might just look at it and be like, bullshit, you don't care if I make it or miss it. I, I think it could backfire. Maybe he knows how sincere Gordon is being because you know like this is the exact same moment. And I don't know. I think that's uh, – I mean, I think it's just a, just a great moment, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with Gordon's uh, approach there, but not for the same reason that you do. I just think that Charlie is very – uh, nervous about this penalty shot, and he's very—he's kind of—he's thinking about it, obviously. And to bring up missing and losing and all that—that that, that negative aspect—I think that might hurt him. See, yeah, I agree. I'm—I'm I'm with you there. But you're saying that Charlie would just see right through it. And I'm saying that's say a possibility, but I definitely think it's poor form to bring up the aspect of missing the shot to begin with at all. Well, the thing is. And this goes back to the full circle. Remember when uh, Bombay was originally telling Charlie about it? And, you know, he talks about it, you know, clang right off the post, you know, half an inch, and it would have gone in. And then Charlie says, well, half an inch the other way, you would have missed completely. And Bombay, like, is like, oh, shit. And he says, I never thought of it that way. And, you know. But that's also, oh. ba- that, but that's also based on the premise that Gordon, Riley told Gordon, if you, if you don't make this shot, you're not letting your... You're, you're not just letting me down. down, or you're not. You're letting your whole team down. Yeah. So, so that's how. That's Charlie seeing that 
how Gordon saw that. And well, that's just no. like child naivete. Yeah. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring something up that I, I hadn't ever thought of. And when Gordon misses a shot, he collapses because he knows he missed, like, he ruined it for his whole team. And when he's telling uh, Charlie the story later, he says, we lost in overtime. And so because, like, he says, oh, I let my whole team down. And now Gordon, maybe, he's thinking that maybe Charlie's going to miss this shot. But I need Charlie, like, ready to go in overtime. So I can't tell him, like, you got this because he's going to miss it. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to, like, collapse. And then, like, in overtime, he's just going to be a wreck and he's not going to be able to play. He's not going to be able to focus. I, I see. I don't know. I, I I understand where you're coming from there, but I I don't think I don't think saying, you know, you got this, Charlie, and like giving you know instilling confidence in a player is nearly like I don't think that would be if he were to miss, be like as devastating as it was for Bombay when he's like if you know if you don't make this you're letting everybody down. That's true. So I don't know. I think it's tough to compare those two, but I understand what you're saying. And I can see that. Yeah, I think you kind of need him ready for the for the OT period. Yeah, you think Bombay is on the bench, like, okay, guys, get ready for OT. Yeah. Charlie's gonna miss this shit. <laughs> All right, we, this yeah, is what you do. he's drawing up. He asked why he has Charlie shoot it, so he could drop a play with his first line. How's he gonna drop a play without Charlie, though? Oh, that's true. Charlie's like his go-to playmaker. In D2. Well, yeah, with Banks out. So I mean, Charlie's. No, I meant like simply drawing up the play. How's he gonna do it without? Remember, Charlie, Charlie draws up that. Play oh, it's Charlie's the only one that can draw up plays. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Kevin. There's a way to do it, but maybe that was showing that that Bombay saw the world in kind of a different light. Like there is a like you can lose and go on from your as you brought up the conversation they had, where Bombay didn't realize. Oh well, if I miss half an inch completely, so maybe yeah, maybe Bombay did have a little mindset change there, and that just came out in that. A uh, little speech. Now, after that, Charlie goes and he gives his helmet to Carp, and he goes on to he goes to take the shot. Basically, now I'm going to read you Rule Six Ten F from the USA Hockey Rule Book. Hang on, just to make like, is that what every league? more or less conforms to or is that that's like mostly youth hockey yeah that's like usa hockey so that's basically the rule book for youth hockey in the united states now this was a this was a special league so you do have a point that this may not be the uh this league may not go by the same rule book but i feel like it's good kind of starting point here so yeah let him read it kevin rule 610 f States, quote, if a goalkeeper, all classifications, or player, excluding adult, deliberately removes their helmet slash face mask during a breakaway, a penalty shot slash optional minor penalty shall be awarded. If a goalkeeper or player deliberately moves their helmet slash face mask during the last two minutes of the game or any time during overtime, a penalty shot slash optional minor penalty should be assessed. So... This is obviously the last, like, you could argue a breakaway, but this is the, obviously the last two minutes of the game. But, but it wasn't like a breakaway. This is it like was a penalty shot. It's yeah. like a dead ball. Or yeah. yeah. Puck. So, but Charlie deliberately removes his helmet in the last two minutes of a game. Should the refs stop him and make his... But what are the penalty shot rules? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think you're do you have to take the penalty, penalty shot with your helmet on? Yeah. 
So he's, he's 10 years old. He has to wear a helmet at all times. If he's on the ice, he's got to wear a helmet at all times. Did you look up the penalty shot rules? In terms of wearing a helmet? Yeah. They have to wear a helmet at all times during so, play. So, so if, if, if I'm... Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. If you are the ref, do you make him put his helmet back on? Or do you let him take the shot and then, and then oh. assess him a penalty shot because, to the Hawks because he took his helmet off deliberately in the last two Wouldn't minutes? Wouldn't that be great if he missed it and then McGill just buries the <laughs> penalty shot because of that? <laughs> Who do you blame for that? Do you blame Bombay or Bombay or all the way? Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think the refs gotta say something there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the he's, like, he's like, oh, son, put your helmet on. That's yeah. what he says. That's what he has to do. Yeah. So ref missed that. But, as we said, that could that extra penalty shot could have played a huge factor. So, Charlie goes up, and he goes to take a shot. And as you mentioned, he skates around a couple times. I took that to mean, like, he had found his, like, confidence. He was zen. Yeah, but you, you brought up, Tommy, that uh, he might have been thinking about what Gordon said. So, was that nervousness, or was he just super confident in his... Shot making ability. I think he was nervous and like him skating around was kind of just like, you know, exhaling and say, okay, you know, Charlie, you got this, you know, you do that triple deke. So he was like visualizing it. And so he skated around a couple times and then he went for it. So when he went for the puck, I figured he was like, okay, got it. And then he took off. It could very possibly just be his penalty shot routine as well, like, like a free throw routine mm-hmm. or. Like that's just what he does. That's know? true. He does. This, I imagine every kid has like times. practiced a penalty shot yeah. at one point. Oh yeah. So, I I would imagine it's. I mean, it's probably the only thing in hockey that's similar to like a free throw, or you know, mm-hmm. everybody has their own style. Whether it's you know dribbling twelve times, then throwing it around your back, which is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But it's you know the same concept. You have to. You have a routine that you stick to, because it you know gets you ready mentally. Okay, so are you saying he wasn't really thinking about anything? He was just going through his routine. No, I think yeah, I think it was his routine. It's his way to like, you know, calm himself down or whatever the case may be. But I think it was just you know, or it could have been his routine. I don't know if it was, but it could have been. Okay, fair enough. So he goes in, and obviously it's the triple dig. Now, the only thing we really hear about the triple dig is in that diner when Gordon explains it. So is Charlie just like practicing this by himself? Uh, is Gordon Bombay teaching the triple deke to the team, or does it, does Charlie uh is Charlie given personal instruction by Bombay? I think he's given him personal instruction. Also, when they have like their free skate, like in the uh, the big arena, whatever, you notice that Charlie is practicing it on the ice. Like they specifically point that out that he's and he's like terrible at it because he's like terrible with his fakes and it's like he's throwing his stick way out there, and so it's it's clear that. You know, I think Bombay has taught him what how to do it. So, all right. I mean, he gets more ice time with Bombay, just as a construct of Bombay boning his mother. So, yeah, I mean, at the dinner table, they got to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if Charlie misses this shot, is his life like ruined? Do the Ducks turn on him? Nah. Well, I mean, obviously, overtime really depends because that's if, true. They win in overtime; they'll be like yeah, just rip him. Yeah. But they could turn on Bombay for not listening to them and going with Guy. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, should have had Guy take that yeah. shot. What are, we fucking told you, Bombay. 
Goldberg would like that might like break up the ducks. You know, Goldberg was obviously like because Bombay says, "What about Charlie?" And then Goldberg goes, "What about Charlie?" You know, giving a huge lip. And so then you know, obviously he misses. And then they go to overtime, and Goldberg lets in a goal. And Goldberg's probably like, I told you Charlie shouldn't have taken it. I wouldn't have let in that goal because I was too pissed off that Gee didn't get to take the shot. And he moves back to Philly, and then, of course, Peter isn't on the team or anything. So <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of consequences to that. Yeah, and we spent some time talking about that in like episode 32 or 33 when we talked about what would happen if the Ducks lost that game. So you can go check that out. Now, going back to Gee. Does Bombay give Guy the same speech he just gave Charlie, knowing that he was he too was kind of had some assuming Guy is taking the yeah shot. let's say let's say Guy can Guy's the only one that can take the shot or something like that, and he we know he's kind of had some reservations like Charlie about taking the shot, so does Bombay give him the same type of speech? He I, gives him a speech. I I think. I think more so with Guy, it has to be all about instilling confidence, but not like, don't worry if you don't make it. It's more like, you're going to make this fucking shot. You know, you've got this. You're the best player on the, you know, like about building him up more so than letting him know that it's okay if he doesn't make the shot, if that makes any sense. All right. Yeah. I could see that. Me too. It's yeah, because Guy's more confident player than than Charlie is at this point. Because Charlie's yeah. still Guy's obviously good with the ladies, so he's confident. Exactly. Obviously. Does Guy hit the shot? I don't know. Do you think he tells him, "Hey, do that triple deke that we practice every day"? Like maybe he just has them all do triple dekes all day in practice. <laughs> I think he lets or, Guy, or maybe Guy is more advanced and has like a better move. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you should do the triple D because yeah. like, nah, I'm gonna score. Yeah, the three stick candles in a shot. Yeah, we go through my legs, back you, know, whatever. Yeah, I don't think Bombay tells Guy to do the triple D. I think Guy is confident enough to know he's got a move. He's got his go-to move, and he knows he's gonna score. And maybe he could actually tell Guy, like, hey, by the way, I noticed about the goalkeeper. He's doing this, so like, you should look for this tendency in him. Because Charlie, it's all about you know, kind of giving him that. The pep talk, and also do your triple D because he doesn't want doesn't want Charlie to overthink it. Gee, you could probably tell him a little bit more. It's like, hey, if he does this, you know, you should do this. If he does this, you should do something else. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that way, Gee isn't focused on like, shit. What if I miss? It's like I'm looking for the the signs from the goalkeeper. Okay, so does Gee make the shot? I think he does. I think he buries it, and he goes on to stardom, but he doesn't get that chance. I, I think he makes it, although it, I wouldn't be, like, shocked if he missed. I, too, think he makes it. I think he just comes in hard, rips a shot, and just buries it. No frills. I think it catapults him to superstardom. And I don't think he has to skate around a couple times, either. I think he just goes after yeah. it. And, like, He's the a goalie grip, is really, yeah. like, almost caught unawares that this kid is just barreling toward him. Mm-hmm. So do, if that happens, do the Ducks hold their decision over Gordon? Just say, hey, we chose him. No, because at that point, it's not really an issue. I mean, at that yeah. point, it's like, oh, yeah, we went with Guy, whatever. They don't ever really think about that ever again. Yeah, so it is an issue if they're like, you know, let's go with Guy, and they don't do that. Then you hate your coach for the rest of your life because you didn't win this championship or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really is an issue at all after that. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, they're just like, yeah, you know, we did it. We're all on the same page. 
And so, because obviously, like, he says, I think Charlie should make it. And Charlie makes it. And so the kids are like, oh, well, fuck us. You know, what do we know? <laughs> uh-huh. So. And then you have to start talking about whether Guy or, uh, or Banks is the star. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Maybe Guy gets, like, a big head or something. And... That's what I'm saying. I think it catapults the guy. But to like a war, to a war with like banks as like. No, I'm not saying like them, but I'm saying like team dynamic wise. I think it could maybe not cause some issues, but you know, I think Guy is a more prominent player mm-hmm. if well, that were to happen. Isn't like because the Oreo line with uh, with Guy and obviously the Hall brothers, they were like. Wasn't that like the number one line? Yeah, they started Banks? the game, yeah. And now Banks, did he take over as like the center like for Guy? Oh, that's a good question. Because never really kind of figured out how Banks like came in, whose spot he like took in the rotation. I feel like Bombay knew he had a good thing going with the Oreo line, so he kept them together. And then Banks just kind of double shifted with the other. Uh, yeah, because Banks has to be on the ice as much as possible. And he could play anywhere and still like score and be a be a threat. Mm-hmm. Like you put him in defense, he'll be fine. He'd probably be the best goalie on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that point, for sure. Yeah. So going back to the penalty shot now, there's this point uh, before Charlie takes his shot where he's coming up that they go to Gordon, and Gordon's like, "Come on, Charlie! Come on, Charlie!" And then he makes this like weird face. Is there any tinge of regret? in Bombay's decision before he knows the outcome. Any cold feet after it. So you think he's like I think ahead. constantly, I think throughout there is. I don't think I don't think there there can't be, you know. Yeah, but I don't know the way he makes that face cuz it's like he smiles like as if he like he knows he's going to make the shot. I think it's an act though. I think it's Are like, you trying to say he's acting? <laughs> no, well, what I are you trying to he's say? He's putting on a front for the kids. Not even for the kids, maybe well, for no himself. One's, no one's looking at it, though. No one's looking at him. Why has he got to put a front on? He's putting a front on for himself. Like, so, trying to convince himself that he won't be angry at Charlie if Charlie misses the shot. Or do you think he's like, I made the right decision? Yeah, I made the right decision. No, I don't think it's like that at all. I think he's trying to convince himself that he won't be upset with himself or upset with Charlie or... So he he's like putting a, a like a kind of like a smile on his face, so he could go like, oh, you know, tough luck, Charlie, and just so he's not like, fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. if Charlie miss, misses a shot. Yes, precisely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he feels good about his decision, but he's still nervous that he might have fucked it up. Yeah. So yeah, so Charlie goes and he makes the shot, and top cheddar. Top right corner, even though he looks like he's going low, and then we get a cut to the top corner, but off the post and then yeah. So the goalie comes out and plays it strangely. He kind of dives at Charlie, gives up the goal. What happens to the Hawks goalie after that? He's probably dead. I think McGill just roughs him up. I he's got to be off the team, but I don't know. Is he like an outcast, or are they just? Still 10-year-old kids where it doesn't really... It matters, but not that much. I don't know. Maybe Larson is more of the outcast because he fouled him. That's true. But who gave up the puck? Like, How did Charlie get this breakaway? Charlie, who by all means should never have a breakaway, he's gotten two breakaways in his career against the Hawks, the greatest you know, peewee hockey team in the history of the world. So 
What happened was there's defenseman number 44, Morgan. He's at the point. He slides down to take a shot. His shot gets blocked. I think the puck goes to the puck goes to somebody. I don't know who it is. I don't want to be wrong. So I just it goes to somebody. Charlie breaks. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, Charlie breaks to. Uh, he just breaks up ice. The duck, the unnamed duck, hits him with a with a pass, like tape to tape pass, and he's in basically from the red line out before Larson catches up and hooks him. So so was Larson out of position there? Morgan was out of position. Morgan, Morgan took the shot. Morgan was a defenseman. He jumped down, and he left all the space open in the middle for Charlie to jump. So Morgan went for the glory. That's true. See, Morgan dropped down, and then whoever was Morgan's defense partner should have been watching, but he kind of got... Uh, well, you figure it would be Larson because he's the one who catches it but first. But Larson, yeah, it might be, but I feel like Larson's a forward because he does score some goals, but he might be a defense he seems like the ultimate like team player guy. Like he's like I'll play defense, you know, because you guys like playing offense, you know. But I just want to you know play and have fun, so I'll play defense. Yeah, it might have been Larson then. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Charlie Conway's penalty shot. Any other topics we missed from this like three minute clip of a movie that we just spent half hour discussing of a documentary? Sorry. I think this goes back to a past episodes where Kevin says that. Bombay is very high risk, high reward guy, and you know maybe he did get lucky because obviously it hit the post and went in. So that's you know that's a bit of luck there. Um, but I think this is maybe you know one of those great coaching decisions to get Charlie to do it. It's like putting in like a like an odd like starter in like a like a baseball game, like getting a spot start and having him pitch a gem in a playoff game or something. It's like great coaching move. Yeah, I mean if you think about it, Charlie's shot goes half and inch the other way he misses completely so that's deep man yeah a lot to think about full <laughs> circle yeah if you could then if you got some uh thoughts on this and charlie and his shot and if he missed it go to quicktech.com contact us uh twitter at quicktechpod and then itunes and give us a five-star review and tell us your thought about charlie and Bombay's speech, and if Guy should have taken the shot. And then tell you all your friends about this podcast, because I felt like this was a good one. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>